Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake. Mduuntla, we welcome to the show. How are you doing this morning? How are you? Good morning. Thanks for making time for us. And uh, tell us more then. I mean, the, the story is uh, based on our apartheid era and uh, what was happening in terms of that. But it, it is now an action-packed political thriller that you have adapted into the theater stage. Tell us more. Yes. Um, as, as you have said, you alluded um, Ascari's story of freedom fighters um, and community activists who returned to be deadly assassins, and double agents, informants, and intelligence analysts. It tells the story of men and women who infiltrated organ- organized civic movements and student organizations for recruiting unsuspected, unsuspecting youth and influential leaders. This story interrogates the decisions that, were, um, that led to their choice of turning from insurgent to counterinsurgent, from community activists to mass killers. The story goes deep into the personal account of these individuals who administered pain and fear, who were situated in the flat plus under the C1 um, unit of the um, security force uh, under apartheid um, um, SAP. Uh, these stories of betrayal and death, redemption and forgiveness are told through uh, powerful movements and powerful what you call physical theater, mm-hmm. music with a six-piece um, band and powerful storytelling. This action-packed story is uh, a part of truth and reconciliation program to help our communities to heal and move on. And this Asghari uh, play honors those heroes and heroines whose lives perished in the torture chambers of Black Plus and other um, secret farms that were used as torture chambers. There's a book, I don't know, you know, by Elias Masilela titled number 43, Trelawney Park, Guamakoko, uh, which uh, does touch a little bit on, you know, the struggles and the movements of the Askari and the ANC and PAC cadres who passed through this house that was number 43, Trelawney Park, based in Eswatini. And we know, of course, the role that Swaziland played in that. Uh, in terms of the apartheid struggle. You must have had to, you know, do a lot of research in terms, because I know there's a lot that's been written about this particular era of our struggle, in terms of uh, getting inspiration and uh, getting the compilations of different stories being told by different authors. That must have been quite an intensive work there in in research that you had to do. I'm just citing Elias Masilela because that's one book I've read. Yes, um, we have um, read many uh, books several books that uh, speaks about this, and many people speak about it, and they don't say outright that the Askari um, Sunday, they would speak of um, the greatest spies of our time, some they would speak about um, what constituted the delay of our freedom at the time, and most of our research was based on uh, in-person meetings with mm-hmm. actual um, perpetrators of the time, and uh, victims who were affected by um, the, uh, the doings of the Askaris. We visited the Manchidi house that was bombed uh, in Block S at Sushangube. We visited the Hanops River where uh, were, uh, people were killed and um, their bodies were blown into smithereens and scattered in the river. Mm. So we went there in the physical space of where these atrocities t- took place and really got some um, embodied uh, pain um, of 
um, this uh, Askari story. So yes, the the the, the research was really uh, a one-on-one with some other people who who told us that they would they wouldn't like to be mentioned and would like to respect that. But yes. yeah, we are telling the story as raw as possible. So there's definitely going to be some emotions that are evoked. I mean, for those in part in the audience and those who hear about the story being told, as you say, it's part of helping communities to heal and move on. Yes. I mean, when you touch on an issue that, uh, I mean, it's written in books, but it's not our everyday stories that part and parcel of what contributed to our delay of our freedom is it was the doings of our own comrades who sold us out and had to undergo an orthodox and orthodox uh, method of torture so that they can turn their backs on their people. And when people interact with the story from the audience perspective, at least it brings closure to them, to some, to some uh, family members. You tell them that this is how your comrades died. Because in Flat Plus, these um, Ascari's agents, uh, in the play we refer them as hungry wolves who are scavengers, who killed their own foot soldiers in the process, which now brings a total different game into this whole thing, that these people didn't only attack only communities, but they also attacked and tortured and killed their own foot soldiers. So... As a foot soldier of Askari, you had no choice but between death or just really adhering to the commands of the then leader of Askari, who was Eugene de Kock. Talk to us in terms of how this is like for the crew and cast who have to constantly be telling the story and sort of reliving it as much as it's also emotive for them. You know, all the time when we interact with the realities of the story in rehearsal, Actors come prepared with their lines and uh, acting methods, but then when you are with them on on set and you're trying to direct this whole thing and then you're trying to give them the accounts as to how to approach the emotions, it becomes a difficult process because then you're working Mm -hmm. with people who have never been in the 1980s. They can only imagine it. Yeah. But then when you take them through this account, you realize that this is actually uh, an emotional production. It's uh, psychologically taxing because you have to take these people back to those painful days. You have to really take it out of them to really tell the stories as honest as possible. And you get it from the actors that this is tough, you find. You get tears every day. Like well-experienced actors, we're working with Maurice Machuchu, we're working with Soiso Ndava, mm. we're working with Wolfman, we're working with um, um, Monica, we're working with Mkhlarani um, Pomkongi, Wibelo Mukaila. So these people have been exposed to theater before, but when they got to this content to realize that this is not a content that you can just wake up and approach it like everyday play. Mm. Well, uh, thank you for putting this together and pushing through with it. It's uh, starting on the 27th of September. How do we get tickets? Our tickets are sold at our doors at South African State Theatre, but to be an early bird because they are running like hot cookies because people didn't really like our content. You can get our tickets at Pick and Pay 
uh, or any web ticket. You can access it online or any pick and pay store next to you. Awesome. At only one hundred thirty per ticket. Okay. No, honestly, that is uh, something that we should all be watching. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, all the best. It's, it's going to be quite a busy one for you from the, well, already now it started, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate you, so you waking much. early for us to talk to us. Sure. Thank you so much. And thank you to the South African State Theatre for providing platform for young people to tell these robust stories. Thank you. Absolutely. Mdun Tlapo is co-writer and choreographer for Askari. It's a two-time Naledi Theatre Award-nominated play and is returning to the stage at the South African State Theatre.